a great week and stay safe. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is the government is being urged to roll out more epidemic relief measures to help those businesses that missed out the first time. More than a billion people in India are being asked to stay home for 14 hours to combat the spread of the virus. And Australia becomes the latest country to announce economic stimulus measures to help it deal with the pandemic. The government's being urged to roll out a second round of relief measures for businesses affected by the coronavirus pandemic. Education sector legislator Yip Kin Yun says people at private tutorial centres and part-time coaches missed out on support the first time around. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr Yip said the epidemic was looking to become a long-term global threat. It is necessary that the government launch a second round of anti-epidemic fund and assist businesses not covered in the first round, such as tuition institutes, education centres, part-time tutors and coaches who provide extracurricular training for schools. There is also a need to enhance support for the unemployed and the semi-unemployed and to strengthen the loans available to the SMEs to tide them over their difficulties. A public health expert has urged people to wear surgical masks all day, even at home, to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Professor Lam Tai-hing from the University of Hong Kong says people living alone also need to be careful because if they cough without a mask, they could deposit the virus on their furniture and infect anyone cleaning their flat. He also wanted to raise awareness about hygiene while eating. For home dining, we also recommend that people should have their own chopstick. For example, two pairs of chopstick for each individual so that you pick the food to your own bowl and then you use the other pair of chopsticks uh, to put the food into your mouth. And try to avoid common food cutlery. For example, if you want to have soup for everybody, have one person to pour it for you. Not everybody touching the same serving spoon, for example. The mainland has reported 46 new coronavirus cases, including its first case of local transmission in four days. The new domestic case was in Guangdong province and was linked to a previous imported case. 14 of the new infections were in Shanghai and 13 in Beijing. More than a billion people in India are being asked to stay at home to combat the coronavirus pandemic. Before the 14-hour lockdown came into effect, the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi told people to avoid crowds and practice social distancing. 315 cases have been recorded so far in India. Here's the BBC's Subir Ahmed. It's unprecedented. Over one billion people are staying indoors from 7 in the morning until 9 in the evening on Sunday. The world's second most populous country is observing the Prime Minister Narendra Modi's advice of staying in self-imposed curfew to fight the spread of coronavirus. The otherwise crowded and chaotic streets and bustling bazaars were a completely deserted look. Australia has become the latest country to announce a stimulus package to safeguard the country's economy from the effects of the coronavirus pandemic. Prime Minister Scott Morrison said the government would make available almost 110 billion US dollars for supporting the most vulnerable. What we'll be doing, as I said, is focusing on those in the front line, those who will be feeling the first blows of the economic impacts of the coronavirus. We'll be supercharging our safety net. We'll be supporting the most vulnerable to the impacts of the crisis, 
those who will feel those first blows. Italy's Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte says all businesses, including factories, should halt non-essential operations as the country battles to stem the coronavirus pandemic. Today we have decided to take another step. The decision taken by the government is to close down all productive activity throughout the country that is not strictly necessary, crucial or indispensable to guarantee us essential goods and services. But Mr. Conte assured Italians that supermarkets, pharmacies, banks and the postal services would remain open. Italy reported another 793 deaths from the virus in the last 24 hours, the worst single-day total worldwide since the pandemic began. However, a group of over 50 Cuban doctors and nurses are traveling to Lombardy to support doctors there. They're part of an award-winning medical unit specializing in dealing with disaster zones and epidemics and will work alongside Chinese doctors in a new hospital in Bergamo, the province with the highest number of victims. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. South Korea has reported 98 new coronavirus infections. The figures suggest a continued downward trend in new cases. The total number has now reached 8,897. Unrest has broken out in jails in Sri Lanka and India because of fears among prisoners over the virus. Officials in Pakistan have also taken action to try to reduce overcrowding. At least two people were killed during a riot at a prison in central Sri Lanka. Here's the BBC's Embarasa Netirajan. Sri Lankan officials said some prisoners tried to escape, prompting officers to open fire at the jail in the city of Anuradhapura. They say the situation has now been brought under control. In India, security officials fired tear gas to control violence at the main prison in the eastern city of Kolkata. Hundreds of prisoners threw stones and ransacked furniture, demanding the release due to the virus. A judge at the Islamabad High Court on Friday ordered the release on bail of remand prisoners facing minor charges from the overcrowded Adiala jail as a precautionary measure against the contagion. The warring parties in Libya have agreed to suspend hostilities because of the threat posed by the coronavirus. Forces loyal to the warlord, General Khalifa Haftar, said they were committed to a truce so long as other parties reciprocated. Here's the BBC's Rana Jawad. A year on from the fighting that engulfed parts of Libya over control of the capital, a fragile humanitarian truce has now been separately declared by both sides of the conflict. It follows calls made earlier this week by the international community for a ceasefire to allow the country to prepare for preventative measures against the COVID-19 pandemic. Earlier this week, the Prime Minister Fayez Asraj ordered all schools and universities to close as well as Libya's airspace and land borders. The United Nations is calling for better use to be made of water to help fight climate change. In a report marking World Water Day, the, outli- the UN outlines ways the better management of water resources could limit global warming. Here's the BBC's Roger Walker. The UN says that one priority should be to treat more wastewater. Up to 90% goes untreated at present, even though it's a major source of the powerful greenhouse gas methane. The UN also calls for restoration and protection of wetlands because they store twice as much carbon as forests while preventing floods and providing habitats for wildlife. The report criticises what it calls a lack of cooperation between government officials working on global warming and those tasked with managing water. Sports. The US athletics governing body has joined calls for the Tokyo Olympics to be postponed because of the pandemic. Here's the BBC's Alex Kapstick. 
The Olympic flame arrived in Japan last week and the torch relay is set to start on Thursday. But there are serious question marks over whether it will reach Tokyo on July the 24th. US Track and Field is the latest sports organisation in a growing list opposed to the Games going ahead on schedule. They say it's not fair on the athletes whose preparations have been wrecked by the pandemic. US Swimming has made a similar plea alongside Olympic leaders in Norway and Brazil. But the influential US Olympic and Paralympic Committee has so far resisted backing calls for a cancellation. Former Real Madrid president Lorenzo Sanz has died at the age of 76. He'd been admitted to hospital with the coronavirus. Sanz led Real from 1995 to 2000, a period when they won two Champions League players. Meanwhile, AC Milan has announced one of Italy's greatest ever players, Paolo Maldini, has been diagnosed with coronavirus, as has his son, a young player for Milan. The Juventus and Argentina striker, Paolo Dybala, said he had tested positive for COVID-19, the third Juventus player to do so. Fans of soccer's English Premier League have been given hope that games could resume sooner than expected. All fixtures have been called off until the end of next month, but the chief executive of Southampton, Myron Salmon, said players could be back in action soon after that with full government support. My understanding, having spent a reasonable amount of time with the government, is in the right situation in the right time when everybody is safe and we're not using up resources. The government would like us to get back to playing and they'd like us to get back to playing because we are an entertainment and we would be a sign that the country's coming back to normal. And if people are home for another month and there's a Premier League football game on the TV every day, that can only be a good thing. To end the news, our top stories once again. The government is being urged to roll out more epidemic relief measures to help those businesses that missed out the first time. More than a billion people in India are being asked to stay home for 14 hours to combat the spread of the virus. And Australia becomes the latest country to announce economic stimulus measures to help it deal with the pandemic. The news from RTHK. This is a journey by DJ. A journey which along the way will bring to you new colour, new dimension, new value. value. And a new experience.
Too, and I certainly don't mind using it if necessary. No, not on you, ma'am. 